use up all my time. I'm Matt Pikin, and I'm turning over Fridays on the Overlook to what I'm calling audio residencies. Anyone in or around Asheville can apply to become an audio resident of the Overlook. I'll have details at the end of this episode. I'm thrilled to have as our first resident Story Parlor, a West Asheville venue that just opened up last year and has quickly become a captivating hub for storytelling in a variety of stripes. Aaron halligan Clare is the visionary behind Story Parlor, and I'm turning this space and the microphone over to her. In honor of Black History Month, we're zooming in on the incredible contributions and creativity of Black artists here in Asheville. Today's episode features performance poet Glennis Redmond sharing her work at Story Parlor's Good Grief-themed Story Mixer, held in December of 2022, where we featured art and stories that explored finding good in the grief at a time of year that can be complex for those who have suffered loss in their lives. While Glennis currently resides in Greenville, South Carolina, she is an Asheville fixture and in fact calls herself a Bicarolinian as she lived here for 17 years and was a vital leader in our poetry scene. She is a North Carolina Literary Fellowship recipient, the city of Greenville's first poet laureate, and in 2020 she received the South Carolina Governor's Award, the state's highest arts award. She has authored six books of poetry, and her work has been showcased on NPR and PBS and has been published in the New York Times, as well as numerous literary journals nationally and internationally. Here's Glennis at our Good Grief Story Mixer. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh, my goodness. Good evening, everyone. I need some energy. And... um, the night has been so beautiful. I mean, I'm just, uh, it's really hard for me to sit and listen and absorb and process everything, all the stories, the songs, the film. I mean, it's, my book that I'm gonna be reading from tonight is called The Listening Skin. Mm. And I took that from MC Richards, poet, potter, Black Mountain, who said the skin was the best listener. And that's the epigraph of my book. And so I want to read from The Listening Skin. uh, It's not the first poem in the book because I'm doing a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel like I was born with grief. I feel like I was born with sorrow. I was born August 27th, 1963. Do not do my chart, okay? But... August 27, 1963, sound familiar? Day before King gave us I Have a Dream speech. Also the day that W.E.B. Du Bois died. Mm. So I think how we come in, that context sets sets something. Mm -hmm. So yes, I am an intense person. I have always been intense. And let's just face it, I'm going to be intense. (laughs) And I don't know how many of you know about the battle that I'm fighting and have been fighting the last three years with stage three multiple myeloma. Um, It has made me, I think a softer and more gentle Glennis, but that doesn't mean I'm soft and gentle. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I just, I was very driven. 28 years on the road, drive, drive, drive. I found poetry was the way to handle my grief and my trauma, and I took that 
and I ran it in the ground, you know, just like that was how I chose to see the world. It is my medicine, but I also took that medicine and ramped it up. And so the cancer, even and you know, I already had fibromyalgia, so I I had I was already living with chronic illness, a chronic illness. So in my naive faith, I had this thing like if you have one illness, you're good, you've escaped. So when cancer came, that did a number on my like what you're gonna sit this you're gonna sit this on top of that, and so I had to figure out how I wanted to look at that. And I will say, going straight into grief is not always my choice now. Mm -hmm. I have learned mm -hmm. that I can watch birds, yes. Yes. <laughs> that I can quilt, yeah. I can view. Joy okay. is one response that I can have to trauma. Yes. Can I get a witness? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like newfound, like you can watch this movie about sexual abuse or not. That's right. How about no? Like I'm yeah. just gonna say no. Although I did watch all of the Me Too, I, you know, I was staring and I went down. Like I watched, I went there, but then there was a point where I said, I'm, I'm just not gonna go. I don't. I have a choice, and I really did not know. Mm -hmm. As a black woman, as a warrior, as facing the world every day, I feel like I always had to be on the battlefield. Yes. But one of the ways to not be on the battlefield was to skip through my neighborhoods mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and watch the flowers grow. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read some poems. I'm going to stop talking to you. I'm going to stop preaching to y'all. <laughs> y'all want to hear a poem? Yes. <laughs> the title of the poem is what? Make no apologies for yourself. Mm -hmm. We all say that? Make no apologies for yourself. Dear you, mm -hmm. make no apologies for yourself because you are covered in a listening skin. Because every ache you feel is not your own. Because of the bowl of sorrow your mother carries. Because of your father's wildfire moods. Because of how many rivers they cross because of the lynching tree. Because when you enter bookstores, volumes fall off shelves into your open palms. Yes. Because you ask questions of the universe and it answers and opens before you like a page because you can read the sky, those clouds and that murder of crows. Because poets are your wounded idols. Because the truth, even if it hurts, it is to be cherished and held. And just because people die does not mean they don't walk with you daily. Mm. Because the river has a mouth that speaks their names. Because the river flows with stories. Because you sit on the shore and listen. Because alone is sometimes more comforting than being together. Because your pen is oceanic. Because you are eyes wide, equipped with outer and inner sight. Because you suffer from what you see and hear. Because you have sinus arrhythmia and your breath is short. Because asthma is 
one of the monkeys on your back mm. because your heart is the vehicle you choose to ride this go round because it can go forward and backwards in time because bookstores are your oracles because poetry is your greatest archaeological tool because you plummet even though you can barely swim because you trust the ride of journal and journey even if you do not always float because your heart beats to your breath. Because of this music, you dance raw and wild. Wow. <laughs> Hannah Cole is an Asheville artist and accountant and the founder of Sunlight Tax. She has all kinds of free resources on her website, including a podcast called Sunlight. Hannah serves up practical advice in short episodes about taxes and shaping how people in creative fields think about business. It is about tax and money issues for, I like to say, visionary creators. So people who are doing care work, healing work, and creative work. People who are driven by a passion and not just for money. To me, people doing that creative work are changing the world for the better. They're, we're the empathy muscle of our culture. Sunlight ranks in the upper tier of entrepreneurship podcasts on the iTunes chart. Go to your favorite podcast outlet and find Sunlight with Hannah Cole and go to sunlighttax.com for all the other resources Hannah offers, including details on her money boot camp. Let's return now to Story Parlor's audio residency and Glennis Redmond's performance from December 2022 at a story mixer themed Good Grief. After my divorce, I stopped celebrating Christmas and started celebrating Kwanzaa because mm -hmm. it felt rooted. My daughters weren't deprived. They had Christmas at their grandparents and whatever. And um, I would have people over the house and we'd do gifts of the spirit. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until my um, daughter's boyfriend at the time, Celeste's boyfriend, he's, he looked at me and said, why don't you have a tree? And he's like, you should get a tree. But I had never had a live tree. And he said, it's easy. And he took me to Lowe's. <laughs> and I bought a live tree. And I loved it. And I've had a live tree ever since because I love the lights that it brings on the inside. Now my grandson and I, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we go and get our tree. And during my cancer, I was frail. I, it was just the two of us. We went to that produce stand and we got, they strapped up the tree. We drug it in the house and the lights on that tree stay on night and day because it's, do, it's symbolic and it's the light. And I don't really like the word holiday. I like holy day. Yeah. And every day is a holy day. Yeah. For a highly sensitive person, you're vibrating. And I will say the land speaks to me everywhere. And I'm going to read this poem about southern towns, how I feel about tra traveling and going in these quaint little towns, especially when they're all dressed up, you know? It's like, I don't feel this. Like, there's something else happening. Racism squared. Square dances and town squares fill me with an inarticulate fire. How I burn when forced to dance a folk dance not of my folk. And even at 15, I knew dance was every shape but square. 
My friends and I dressed in all black, preferred our routine to heat waves, boogie nights. Yeah. Boogie nights. Anybody know this? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Boogie nights. Oh. Boogie nights. Ain't no doubt. We are here. The young people are like, what's going on? Dance to the boogie. Get down. Yeah. Boogie nights are always the best in town. Got to keep on dancing. Oh, Even our backs curved to the beat of bass and drum. Unbeknownst to us, we shimmied in the footsteps of our ancestors. Yeah. In gym class for a grade, we were forced to heed the call, swing your partner. Mm -hmm. And I was swung into the center of every southern town I ever entered. Mm -hmm. When the phantom auction block sits, when the caller barks bitter, bitter, bitter soul. Mm. I flinch when fireworks explode. I can't celebrate or abide parades, paper red, white, and blue, or Irish green. People drunk stumble to bad beer and music that twangs. There were times when we were dismembered on these streets. I flashed back to whip crack and the snap of branches to another black man or black woman hanging half-mast on trees while white people feast. Overhead, my people swing. Um, so I'm gonna close. Oh, here it is. Um, so I've been trying to unpack a lot of that kind of thing. So there's that personal, the stuff you come in, in with, and then also like this ancestral baggage, um, for lack of a better word, being mindful of those people, like maybe a, the generation you've never known who is standing around you, who's handing you this resiliency, who's telling you to seek joy. And my ancestors, most of them, of course, illiterate, were in the field, enslaved and chained, are still like saying, dancing times, mm -hmm. telling me to dance, mm -hmm. telling me to live and breathe and make no apologies for yourself. Mm -hmm. You are not an imposter. Mm -hmm. You are right where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You are beautiful. You are divine. You are love and you are true. Every single one of us. And even in the ones who are like fear-based, because it has been taken all of my you know, moments to really look at the world and go, where are we in this given part in time? I never thought we would be here, but I always thought it was running through the ground. We were always standing on this. Mm -hmm. We've always, we've inherited this. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's an easy way, thing to dismantle, but we have to start at home. Mm -hmm. So think about, the family member who you, if you're not estranged from them, but you're still trying to work that out, just think how difficult that is in family. So it's definitely hard to unlink, cut the cord, figure out that way. Because um, I think of family members I have now who are very fundamentalist, very righteous. And, you know, I just think about that work of how to, how to be fierce, yet tender.
But I just want to finish this poem. Um, I <laughs> finish. Are y'all okay? Can I finish it? Yeah. Okay. So I worked. Uh, I worked with a cohort of women during COVID um, uh, with a, a, a theater in Washington D.C. And we all came together and we met for like four months, maybe longer, six months. And we met every Wednesday and we interviewed women around the world who were change makers and we wrote poems and then they then we took our poems handed it over to a choreographer and theater people and they put it on stage yeah. and i was still really sick then but i said when it, i'm going to dc like i was you know frail but i went and i will say that kind of kinship on zoom every wednesday was one of the ways that I I, I, I stayed. I, I looked forward. I didn't know what I was going to find. It was a surprise. Mm -hmm. um, the other way I stayed was my grandson, who's eight, who lives with me, who I believe we've known each other throughout lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget. I'm going to shut up and do the poem. I know. <laughs> he said, we're in the bed, and we had just finished reading. And he just kind of looked over at me, and he said, do you know um, smallpox? Do you know about that? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it was a disease. It was a horrible disease. Like many people, especially indigenous people, it was horrible. And then he's like, well, did they find a cure? And I said, yes, they found a cure. And that's all he said. And then he skipped the beat and he looked at me and he said, I hope they find a cure for your cancer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't talk right now, Julian. But that, those sustaining threads have been how I know I'm connected to the world. I think connection, connection, nature, people, you know. So this poem wrote, was written during this cohort. It's called Women, A Woman of a Certain Age. Mm -hmm. And it's just a litany and it's kind of a rant and I'm just, saying you and I'm talking to myself. But as I do this you and talk to myself, I'm gonna at the end, and just one word, I want you to think of one word that you would like to bring in at the, you know, all, we're on the tail end of 2022. This thing is almost gone, right? We're like, good riddance, and it can't get any worse. You don't say that, right? So we said that in 2020, we're like, you know, and then 2021 happened. You know, it just keep on happening. So, but I do want us to like bring in. So, at the end, I will. If you feel so inclined, you can raise your hand, and I'll just point to you, and I'll say you, and you'll say your word. Got it? Okay. Woman of a certain age. You, woman. You, worker. You worked. You pray. You meditate. You juice. You laugh. You love. You dive, you holder, you bold, you carrier, you friend, you lover, you mother, you gaga, you gather, you deep, you dream, you hurt, you heal, you dive, you deep, you crone, you know, you been knowing, you stay knowing, you alone, you seer, you bearer, you bringer, you human, you write, 
You fight, you frail, you cancer, you almanac, you fall, you orange, you red clay, you mother earth, you stand, you connect, you core, you emit, you emote, you dote, you bless, you curse, you sing, you swing, you rise, you fifties, you fire, you flame, you giver, you live, you life, you universe, you hands on hips and heads, you old school, you persistent, you drive, you driven, you life, you living, you give, you don't give in, you living, you, 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 survivor. All right. You, singer. All right. You, nurturer. You, yes. You, get up. Yes. You, bamboozler. <laughs> <laughs> you, builder. You, outliver. Oh, you. Creator. I'm up, yeah, at the top seats. You. Unlearning. Oh, unlearning. You. Defiant. Oh. You. Funny. You. Healer. Ah, oh, you. Healer. Yes, you. Maker. Ah. Oh. Okay, I'm going to use. You keeper, you mystic, you almanac, you cycles, you spirals, you turn, you whirl, you dervish, you pray, you yield, you always, you forever, we always, we forever, we always, we forever. Thank yes. you. Thank you to Glennis Redmond, and thanks to all of you out there for listening. This was an excerpt from our Story Mixer series, a monthly themed event that welcomes a handful of artists to the stage to each share a piece that reflects, in some way, their own humanity through multidisciplinary storytelling. Story Parlor is a cooperative art space in West Asheville dedicated to championing story through all art forms through events, gatherings, and workshops for the community and by the community. I'm founder and artistic director, Erin Halligan-Claire, and you can find more information on what we have going on at Story Parlor at www.storyparlorAVL.com. Throughout Story Parlor's audio residency with The Overlook, Erin Halligan-Claire brings you select performances from the Story Parlor stage every Friday. Audio residencies with The Overlook are open to anyone living in or around Asheville. If you have an idea for journalistically reported work, storytelling, or an alternatively narrative show you want to present, email a short summary of your idea, along with your name and how to get in touch with you, to matt at podavl.com. The Overlook is a production of Podcast Asheville. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts, follow The Overlook, and talk back to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please, please, please share our show out to everyone in your circle who cares about Asheville. 
Our theme song, Maker's Song, comes courtesy of the Asheville band The Resonant Rogues. Find out more about them at theresonantrogues.com. I'm Matt Pikin, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Overlook.